Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Eric Bacharach covers the Titans for the Tennessee, and he's on a bench getting ready for the Titans and Patriots game on Saturday night. How you doing there, Eric? Happy New Year. Thanks, Scott. You too. I'm doing well. Hey, man. So um, let's go. We got a lot uh, to talk about here. Let's go back to when Vrabel like, played for Belichick, right? And... How much, because you cover him, I mean, this guy has to admit at some level that, I mean, he learned a lot from this guy. I mean, it has to have, like, you know, paid off for him both, you know, as a player, obviously, and then as a coach now, does he ever talk about what that guy meant to his entire, like, cachet now? Because you would think he's got a Belichick running through his veins, to be honest. Yeah, you know, he, he alludes to it, he's... Uh, he's he's kind of very touchy when it comes to addressing his past with with New England, and you know he really doesn't like to harp on his playing days. That's kind of been um, you know something that that's stuck with him since he's been here uh, in Tennessee for, from the get go. But I mean, you, you see it, uh, especially in my job, you, you see it every day. Just even with his mannerisms during press conference press conferences, he's got he's certainly got some of that Bill Belichick in him um, when it comes to his, his approach, when it comes to divulging even stuff like like injury uh you know nuggets and stuff like that he he has a lot of that in him and I, I certainly think it's paid dividends uh you know for him in his in his early uh coaching career and you know the patriots were in nashville uh in august during training camp the, the two teams share joint practices um you know and i think uh the, the titans and Vrabel gleaned a lot about the patriots during those couple of practices at st thomas sports park in nashville uh you know so i, I think the influence uh, on Vrabel is is significant obviously um and uh, again it's something that that kind of comes up and, and you notice it here and there uh routinely so eric tell me about uh the fact that they've won frankly seven of their last 10 games and they have played very impressive football and we all know uh the cogs to that are basically henry and Tannehill, and there's a lot more to it how did they manage to rattle off because uh, really the only game's that they stumbled was the Texans at home in a close game. And then they went down there and beat their ass and then losing to the saints by 10 at home. But other than that, it was the only that, you know, blemish was the Panther game in Charlotte. They won everything else. It it was really impressive. And you, you covered all of it. What did you think of that role? Well, well, even, even the saints game, which, which they lost, that's, that's the game. If you'll remember for, for the Titans was essentially meaningless uh, in week 16 for the playoff chances. So they didn't, they didn't play Derrick Henry, um, you know, they didn't play their first-round pick, Jeffrey Simmons. Uh, they they kind of took it lightly and, and took a, a prudent approach, uh, you know, as far as looking forward and having some foresight that Week 17 was the game that mattered. So, you know, even that game, they played it close. They lost, the, you know, a really good Saints team. Uh, but, yeah, obviously you look at sort of uh, when this thing changed, which was Week 7, and the obvious answer is, is Ryan Tannehill, just sort of his insertion. Uh, in place of Marcus Mariota and how that jump-started things. Um, you know, I, I think it's it's more than just Tannehill. Uh, 
you know, the, the Titans, uh, you got to give a lot of credit to their coaching staff, to Arthur Smith. I think uh, as the season kind of wore on, uh, they, they kind of focused more on being committed to the run, being dedicated to run, and, and not really getting away from it, no matter the circumstance of the game. You know, Derrick Henry, once he gets 20 or so carries, um, you know, if, if he's able to get that workload, you know, uh, there's, there's sort of a very high floor for what you're going to get from him. And he's a guy that, uh, you know, gets better as, as each game goes on. Uh, you know, by the third and fourth quarter, he's, he's barreling over guys, you know, ripping off seven, eight yards a carry. He's just really hard to stop when you get that, that late in game. So, you know, I think that's been an important part of what's going on. But, again, the, the Tannehill effect, um, you can't really overstate how dramatic it's been for the Titans. You know, they went from averaging 16.3 points per game through the first six weeks with Marcus Mariota as the starting quarterback to 30.4 with Tannehill. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's remarkable. I don't even know if remarkable is the right word. And, and the ironic part is just that, you know, it was really the defense that was uh, sort of taking the brunt of, of the pressure week in and week out as far as trying to carry the team, uh, you know, even dating back to last year and especially through the first six weeks of this season. And that's kind of flip-flop just with the way the offense has played and, and uh, the secondary for the Titans have been a little bit banged up. Um, but, but, yeah, man, with, when you look at Ryan Tannehill and just what he's done, uh, you know, he's, he's maximizing uh, the weapon he has in A.J. Brown. The play action uh, is, has worked, uh, you know, as well as you could hope for with Derrick Henry running as he's been running. Right. Uh, you know, so it's, it, it goes back to Tannehill and that decision uh, and just sort of how everything is sort of stemmed from that. Can you believe that? I mean, honestly, the the way he rubbed out uh, Mariota from the gig and then went seventy percent, and the, I mean, the numbers that you were talking about are so staggering. It's not even funny. Uh, the twenty two touchdowns, only six picks, uh, and just the impressive, uh, you know, distribution and just kind of you know high velocity of completions. He was just. So on, it's not even funny. And really, because people say they're one-dimensional, they're Henry, but this guy was literally throwing to Brown. He was throwing to Sharp. I mean, uh, they did a lot of things. I thought he threw to Walker. I, you know, I thought he threw to Smith. I, I thought he threw to Davis. I mean, the guy threw it around, and I think that everyone just talks about one thing, and it's Derrick Henry, and, and deservedly. But I, it's amazing what Tannehill's done, and I, I, you know, you would think that that's now his gig. Are they going to be smart enough to keep rolling that direction? You know, I, I think they got to be. I think by now, uh, you know, for us here in, in, in Nashville, we've kind of, you know, been waiting for, for the other shoe to drop, so to speak, since Tannehill took over and since he's been on the streak. But it's, it's now been 10 weeks where he's been uh, just consistent week in and week out. You know, there really hasn't been, um, you know, a, a true dud. You mentioned the Panthers game. That was, that was probably it. And even in that game, he wasn't god-awful. Um and even in that game, you know, when you look at the first six weeks of the season compared to any time during this recent 10-game stretch, even if the Titans are down, you feel like they could they could come back, they could win the game just because of what Tannehill is doing. And, yeah, the Titans' offense does run through Derrick Henry, and he's a guy that's got to get 20 to 25 carries a game. But um, when you have a quarterback like Tannehill, who, you know, honestly nobody really saw it coming, He's a guy that, um, you know, if, if you're the Titans, you, you got to lock up. I think franchise tagging him is, is a worst-case scenario. Um, but he's a guy that, uh, to me, is clearly the guy moving forward. And, again, he's only 31 in a league where quarterbacks are still playing at age 40. So he, he can be your franchise quarterback. I know, you know, when the Titans were 2-4, and four, we were sitting there, um, you know, the, the Titans reporter on the, on, on the beat were kind of looking at uh, already ahead to the draft and, and who might be available for the Titans. 
if they have a bad pick. And now, obviously, if you're the Titans, um, you know, you could address some other needs in the first round. I think I, I don't think you completely, um, you know, ignore quarterbacks. I think uh, for sure you could look in the later rounds maybe because it is a deep quarterback draft. But uh, for sure, I think Tannehill has to be the guy for the Titans moving forward. Eric Bagarag with us from the Tennessean on the bench on CBS Sports Radio. So uh, there's a lot of people that feel nationally that the Titans are going to go in there and beat the uh, Patriots, who aren't the same. It's pretty obvious. And there's people talking it's Tom Brady's last game and all this other nonsense. I got to tell you, that stuff to me is laughable. Uh, but I want to know from you, because uh, all I hear is everybody thinks this is a walk in the park and that they're going to go in there and beat them. And I think it's going to be, you know, much more difficult than everyone else does. Like, they don't lose playoff games in, in Gillette. And I don't care what anybody says. Like, taking Tannehill, I get it, he's been great. But taking him over Tom Brady sounds like a dangerous way to make a living. I agree. You know, I, I think, um, you know, it's, it's easy to look at sort of just the way these teams are trending. And I think a lot of people when picking this game have have that loss to the to the Dolphins in mind when, when picking or when thinking about the Patriots. And I think, you know, that's that's obviously justified. But, you know, there's still the Patriots. There's still 9-0 and in their last nine home games at, at Gillette. Um, and, 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 you know, when you look at Ryan Tannehill, he'll be playing in his first postseason game uh, tomorrow. So, I mean, from an experience standpoint, it's, uh, night and day doesn't obviously doesn't do it justice. It's, they're both on opposite ends of the spectrum, and you know experience really matters for a whole lot this time of the year. So I, I do think it's going to be a really tough game. And again, this is the Patriots are, are the number one ranked defense in the NFL. They had an easy schedule to start through the first half of the season, but um, you know they have some really talented players there. I think to overlook them and, and to you know not give them uh, you know any any sort of credit is you know, sort of gross oversight. And I think it's going to be a tough game for the Titans. They are playing really well. I think um, they'll certainly keep it close, but uh, it should be a good game. Do you uh, worry about that uh, Patriots defense, uh, which has really carried them? Uh, everyone talks about how bad their offense is these days with the way Edelman's been getting doubled and they lost to all the division leaders and, frankly, you know, played poorly in those games. But their defense is still legit. Does that D worry you? Yeah, a little bit. You know, the Titans have, have uh, done a good job. Again, they're, they're scoring 30.4 points per game since Tannehill took over as starting quarterback. They haven't faced a defense that's, that's ranked as highly as, as the Patriots. You you know, we could expect uh, Stephen Gilmore to, to shadow A.J. Brown. And, and Brown, you know, who uh, by a lot of accounts is, uh, you know, certainly in the mix for, for offensive rookie in the year and, and has a strong case. He was shut down by Marshawn Lattimore in, in Week 16, uh, against the Saints, and Tannehill was able to find other guys. As, as you mentioned, Sharp, Tajay Sharp had two touchdown catches in that game. So he's been able to find other guys when when other uh, when guys like Adrian Brown are taken away. It does worry me um, a little bit. You know, you look at Derrick Henry, and, and he's a different player now than he was two years ago when the Titans last faced the Patriots right. um, in the playoffs. But they were able to, to sort of shut him down in that game. Um, so we'll, we'll see if, if there's any sort of carryover from from that game from. Um, as I mentioned before, the, the Titans and, and Patriots had joint practices in August. You know, what carries over from there? Uh, but, but for sure, it's, um, you know, it'll be an intriguing matchup. I think for sure, uh, as, as I just mentioned, that the matchup to watch is A.J. Brown against, um, you know, Stephen Gilmore and, and, and how those two shake out. 
Well, I think it's going to be a great game. Uh, the Titans mean business. They've been playing some fantastic football. Uh, Eric, great stuff. Enjoy the trip up to uh, Foxborough and Gillette. It'll be a hell of an atmosphere and a great experience. Hope it's a great playoff game, wild card style. Thanks so much for coming on the bench. We'll get you on again. Uh, good luck and uh, have a blast at the game. And thanks for coming on the bench. Happy New Year again. Absolutely. Thanks, Scott. Appreciate it. All right, Eric Bacharach, and he covers the uh, – Titans for the Tennessee and great paper down there in Smashville. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.